Coming to you live, but also pre-recorded in a place up in Santa Clarita, in a galaxy far away, but not so far away to where it's like Star Wars stuff. No, this is like toys, you know, like Disney, like light years, like to infinity and beyond far away. Yeah, it's failing Hollywood. I'm your host, as always, here. My name is Mikey T, in the flesh. And I have a guest here today. It's it's there's no co-host here today like there usually is sometimes. But um, the guest we have today is script supervisor, writer, director Sherry Gunderman. Hi, Mikey. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, You, um, we've worked together for actually we've seemed to have been following each other for a few (laughs) projects for like the past three years pretty much or two years at least. Yeah, since two thousand and what was that twenty? It's probably two thousand twenty, right? It was like the first. I think the first show I worked on back. I didn't prop master it, but it was. uh, What I don't know how to pronounce it. It. Uma or Uma, Uma, Uma uh, mother. <laughs> it's mother. Yeah, it's it's actually it's just mother in um, but not the mother with Jennifer Lawrence. It's it's the mother in uh, with Sandra O. Oh. With Sandra O. Oh. There we go. Yes. Um, which it's it's called Uma because that's how you say mother in it's Korean. Is yes. that what it is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a horror movie. Where's that? Where can you find that now? Netflix. I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I think I came back. I had left town for the pandemic for a long time. I went to Colorado for a while. I was building greenhouses. I did not know. Did you not know that story? No. No? Yeah. I like, I think once I realized that there wasn't going to be work because the industry was like, nah, we're done for like a good seven or eight months, right? Yeah. Something like that. I think I just I went to Colorado and just started building greenhouses and I was like, well, I'll take this opportunity to live somewhere else since I know this ain't going to happen for a while. And then once I came back, I think the week after I got back to town, that was just uh some I got hit up for that just to work out and it was up in Acton, right? Which is Yeah. Did you you were put up there, right? No. You weren't? Only one night I was put up there. You drove to Acton every, every day? day. It was like going to the moon. Yeah. Oh my god. That's so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And coming from the Hollywood Bowl, so that's like an hour. And that was mostly all nighters too. No. The ones that I, the week that I worked was, it was like freezing all nighters, going through like the back. That really was not the most fun. Yeah. Um, but no, there was a lot of days too. A lot yeah. Of days. Yeah. Were you up there the whole entire time? Yeah. 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 So that's where I met you, but then. We've also been working together now on two whole seasons of American Horror Stories. Two whole seasons. Yeah. Um, airing now on every Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think it's Thursday. Uh, Wednesday I, nights, I guess, yeah, in LA. Yeah, like Wednesday night. In yeah. LA. In Los Angeles, you can see it at 9 o'clock every Wednesday night on Hulu. Um, we're up to episode three of season two now. Well, three just came out today, officially today. Yeah, officially today, which is cool. I like, I, I feel like, uh, Recently, I've been pulling in just mostly people from that crew, our, our little crew family over there. I think I've been trying to get most people because I want to get our production designer on. I think I have her coming in and 
like next week or whatever to come and and talk about her uh and then uh i'm trying to get marcus on too oh he would be so much fun i know i mean this i love the show so much because it is like a family yeah everyone is so awesome yeah i think like the dynamic of it because i mean everybody knows in the ryan murphy world like they're hard shows they're not by any means easy yeah (laughs) so i think like having at least like a bunch of friends that you're working with on set makes it a little bit more bearable (laughs) it's just it's just fun every day is fun i mean sure you know family gets into arguments you know but oh yeah (laughs) on the general like everybody just loves each other and that just makes i miss it it's been like Two, yeah. three weeks and i'm like oh. <laughs> yeah i know and it's i think it was a i, I was asking everybody as they're leaving it's like oh if, you, if we have another season are you gonna come back are you gonna come back are you gonna and everybody's like yeah we'll probably be here yeah. which is like the 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 more refreshing thing is like well if everybody else doesn't come back i don't know if i want to come back but uh, you're all come back okay yeah yeah let's <laughs> yeah. let's go do it we yeah. don't want any new people yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't know how i'll be able to do this with <laughs> anybody else uh for that reason but but yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I hope it does come back a little bit sooner than later, so we can keep doing this because it's been a good few years. The show has kind of made my life a little bit. Me too. Yeah, it literally changed my life. Yeah, it's just made me comfortable and not have to worry. I mean, stressful, but but the people I've met have changed my life. Yeah. Um, how long have you been working in this industry? Twenty. Four years. Holy shit! Yeah. Did you start where were you? You're from Chicago, right? Yes. And did you start in Chicago? Not really. I went to college in Chicago, and I'm so old. Uh, and I'm gonna flub up his name. I went to school with Janusz Kaminski, Spielberg's DP. Oh, really? And I remember he graduated before me, and he came back and was showing clips of this Civil War movie that he had shot, and he was so excited because he was about to work with Spielberg on what became schindler's list like oh shit yeah (laughs) so i i went to school in chicago and then um i was a finalist in the chicago screenwriting competition and i thought it was hot shit and i moved here did you go to school for screenwriting specifically i went to school for film with a concentration in screenwriting yeah and then i moved here and realized i was nothing (laughs) (laughs) like we all do (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very humbling for sure yeah so did you start because did you start working as a script supervisor the minute you got out here then? No, I wasted about five years. Not doing industry stuff? Or? I, for about a year, I interned for Dawn Steele. I don't know if you knew who she was. She was, uh, I think she was once like the head of Paramount, the head of Universal. She was huge. She was huge, huge, huge producer. She produced Flashdance. She produced just tons of stuff and um like she's dating martin scorsese like she was a very very powerful woman and um she was married to chuck roven who now produces like all the batman movies amongst everything else he's very very big guy in the business yeah and um i interned for their production company in the morning from 9 a.m to 2 p.m and then i would work at the Dresden room in Los Feliz from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. to make money. Holy crap. So, so I you was, weren't getting paid as, this, as no, an intern? No, I was learning how to Xerox scripts and who wanted pickles on their sandwich. That's <laughs> about what I learned. So you learned some pretty big people's good order then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. They, did they ever bump you up then? or? I only stayed, I didn't stay that long. I stayed maybe six months. And I was just like, you know, 
yeah, this isn't working out. Yeah, I just, I was having too much fun at night because every night, this is right after the movie Swingers came out. So all yeah. those guys are regulars at the bar. Like, I've known Vince Vaughn all that long, you know. And I mean, we don't send Christmas cards or anything. But, <laughs> you know, like, he produced a movie I worked on a couple of years ago called The Opening Act. And it was, he would come to set and visit, and it was just fun. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just every night was just celebrities. And so I was just in heaven. I was like young and surrounded by all these cute boys and everybody's drinking having fun. And it kind of sucked that I was the one serving drinks. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you're getting FaceTime at least. Yeah. I mean, I met George Clooney and I walked into a wall right in front of him. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> because you met him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. just, I mean, everybody. I, uh, uh, Brian Setzer sang to me. He serenaded me. <laughs> you know, I mean, like. Yeah, it really happened. I mean, I just have like all these one. That's where I met um, what's his name? In the wheelchair. Oh yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just yeah, I met every everybody, everybody. And what what? How did you like get into the industry from there? Then I just yeah. I mean, not. I had a friend who was a regular, and they said, "Do you want a script supervise my friend's short film?" And I was like, "Sure." So did you did you go through a PA stage at all? No, and I didn't know what script supervising was no. <laughs> when I did it. I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm like, okay. But, um, did you just come in and figure it out then? Yeah. You just like, yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, so what do <laughs> My <laughs> what first do I feature, I should have been fired from for sure. Really? Yeah. Were I you didn't. just asking the director the whole time? What you no, did? I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like, they're hanging out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> were you taking some sort of notes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it just wasn't, you know, I mean, I just. To, to anyone that wants to do this, learn the craft before you should apply for a job. How do how I'm wondering? <laughs> first of all, what does a script supervisor does? Because I don't know how anybody would learn to script supervise if you didn't just like trial and error your way up. Because it's not like I mean, you're a department of one, right? Yeah. So how does somebody get in and just like learn from you? You know? Yeah, it's it's. Take I don't a, think there's take a, a school class, for it, read right? a book. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just a lot of it is common sense if you know how to make movies. Yeah. And I definitely learned on the job. Yeah. So w what's the quick version of what, you, what a script supervisor does? I babysit everyone on the set. And I take notes, and the notes go to the editor so they can cut the film or TV show or whatever faster. Like notes from the director? Notes on everything. I take notes on what camera roll we're on, what sound roll we're on, what lens the camera's on, um, if they do a different frame rate, if they do, you know, like any kind of special effects notes, anything like that. Um, I time each take. Um, I have notes from the director, notes from the DP, notes from, you know, makeup. Like, oh, that doesn't look good. Make a note, you know, I mean, just notes from everybody. And I have to know what's happening at all times. Like if they turn their head the wrong way when they kiss or the glass is half empty or, you know, how long the cigarette is or they stood up on this word, not this word. I mean, I just have to drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in American Horror Stories. So. Yeah. <laughs> Except for I don't get the chance to go to the bathroom. So. Yeah. So anybody listening has ties to Depends Underground Minds on my name. Right. We're saying with... Uh, uh, our listeners know very well that we're heavy prop world right people right here. Yes. Um, so I feel like we could either be your best friend or your worst enemy. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, because I think uh, well, we we 
we care very much about continuity and and the way everything is, and I think we pay very close attention to that. Yes, you do. Both of our crews <laughs> that we've had both seasons so far. Everybody, though. I mean, that's the one thing about this whole group of people is that everybody's on top of their game. Yeah. You know, like makeup and hair. I mean, every, I can't do everything. And so when everybody else is on top of what they're doing, it just makes my life so much easier. Yeah. And it's awesome. And nothing's going to come back to, to bite you, hopefully. <laughs> do you ever... do? You, when you're watching the episodes, do you ever catch things that you miss? I watch for that constantly. Yeah. I watch the first ep- first time I watch it, it's only for mistakes. I saw one this from tonight. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> so we just came out with three. Well, do you want do you want to tell everybody or not? <laughs> Is that something? <laughs> um, so it's the scene where Bella and should I say her Sure. Her I don't want to like ruin anything for everybody. For her, Bella and her husband are sitting on the couch talking. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get an apartment in the city or something, whatever, whatever. I'm going to move out. And she gets up and is walking away. She stops. And in the wide shot, her hair is in front of her shoulders. And in the close-up, they put it behind her shoulders. And we only did one take on the close-up. And the part, head department of hair and I both told them, we only this is wrong. This won't cut between the wide. And, oh, no, we're moving on. So... <laughs> there was a lot of that, I think, on that that episode. Yeah, I'm going to like shush now. I had to. Uh, I, I think I had to uh, jumping. Cause, I mean, we. Yeah, there's a thing with directors. I mean, not. I mean, this is just in the industry as a whole. I feel like there's you have some directors that'll do 300 takes. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bunch of them, and then someone will just like, oh yeah, we got it. It looks good, and move on, not thinking about a well, lot. Well, and if detail. they know that they have it, I support that 100. percent But when people on the crew say this won't cut listen to us yeah yeah we had to do i remember we had to re not reshoot but we had to do go again when they wanted to move on with the scene when they were out by the pool because of the sunglasses thing like because uh, they did a whole one take with the sunglasses on and then the next one the sunglasses were on her head mm-hmm. they're like oh no, no 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 we can't we have to do this one with the sunglasses off because well i think they changed their one. mind i thought that's what that was that- maybe <laughs> That the director is like, oh, it looks better with them off, Maybe. so you can see their face. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. that happens a lot with sunglasses. I feel like, a, oh, you know, that sunglasses. that's like the bane of my existence in like the beginning because you you stress so much about sunglasses and you have to work to get sunglasses on the actors because the director asks for sunglasses in pre-pro. So we get the sunglasses, we purchase some uh, really nice sunglasses and a whole lineup. We show them to the actor. We get costumes me and the actor to all find one that we all can agree on including the director they pick that i spend another 250 dollars to get them ar coded which is which is uh anti-reflective coatings oh no yeah so which is what they uh. do th- so you'll send like a pair of like persoles or ray-bans or gucci sunglasses like a pair of 400 sunglasses to them they literally cut out the lenses um and then they put in whole new lenses that are anti-reflective and that's for like the DP and stuff like that. So, yeah. some, so in some cases, like uh, you're gonna spend almost. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Bella's were that much. I think the we only spent like I think it was like a hundred fifty dollar pair or something like that. But still cost two hundred dollars to AR coat them. And then so, so in some cases you're gonna spend like six to eight hundred dollars on one single pair of glasses. And then on the day they'll be like, eh, actually I want to see their face. And you wonder why making movies when TV is so expensive. Yes, exactly. There's stuff that you don't even do. Yeah. And there was like another thing at this one, because there was in this episode, we were supposed to like the flyer was such a big deal. 
like the flyer that we had to oh. make and the thing. Well, yeah. You didn't even see it. <laughs> Throughout the whole episode, we didn't see it once. I saw it in the trailer, but we didn't see it in the actual episode. And I noticed it so much because I was about to go home at the end of the night when, because it was supposed to be a newspaper that we see when they're like going out. And then as they're like, as I'm about to like pack up and leave for the night, uh, it was like almost midnight, 1130 or whatever. And my crew's got it. I know. Uh, and so I'm about to leave and go home and go to bed. They all come running into the office like, oh, this needs to be a club flyer now. We need to make a club flyer. Like, can you do a graphic really fast? Because this shoots next. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe. They expect miracles. I can expect some miracles sometimes. Um, I delivered, which <laughs> I think was a hard one to do. So, like, I, I quickly did a, a thing. We only had, like, th- three or five hero flyers because they wanted it printed on yellow paper. And it doesn't even look like we saw it in the actual... I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. There's so many props that we have to deal with. I mean, you should have saw when we were wrapping out. It filled up our entire like back room with just nothing but boxes. And it took us over a week and a half just to unpack everything and get it all wow. assets and, and inventory, everything crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, uh, with, with you and props, it's, it's helping with continuity a lot and us, I think going a lot back and forth, which makes sense. Uh, but yeah, being a department of one, uh, is tough. <laughs> hmm. I think, like you said, hard like hardly being able to like get up to go to the bathroom. Or... Yeah, that's not so much fun. Yeah, I make I just make everybody kind of help me. Like the PAs are nice enough to like grab me a sandwich or something because there's times where I can't go leave. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, we with have, the like, exception of the restroom, it's people are kind and help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also uh, been getting deeper into writing more lately too finally huh oh yeah 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 and have you been like at least having some scripts going this entire time that uh that you have been like in these past 20 years do you have like a backlog of scripts that just been happening and ideas and all that stuff brewing or you know i only have like five projects right now that are on the table um i just kind of became so immersed in production world yeah that I kind of put it to the side. I wrote a book, I wrote a novel, and I had an agent and everything. And then he, uh, he didn't send it out to anybody. And, you know, he had every excuse in the book, like, oh, my wife had a baby. Oh, we changed offices. Oh, oh, oh. And um, by the time our year was up, I was like, bye, dude. And yeah. then I just didn't have the opportunity to pursue it anymore. <laughs> I'm pulling up your IMDb oh, right no. now. So <laughs> you actually have a picture. You pay for IMDb Pro? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that has everybody's information on it. So That makes sense. So, yeah, so go through that. So do you have do you have any projects pending? Do you have, like, some surprises that might be coming up? Jobs? Yeah, no, what like like like, uh, like any of your scripts. Well, t- I mean. <laughs> Nothing official? I, I can't really. I mean, yeah, stuff that you can't discuss. Yeah, 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 like there's a lot of positive stuff happening, and I can't talk about any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once it's out, we'll come have you back, and we we'll talk more about then. Um, you did you worked on nine one one? Um, I did like four episodes of nine one one. I was doing second unit, and then the script supervisor fell ill, 
and I was moved to first unit, and then she came back at the very end. Okay. So let's see here. What is what's the favorite your favorite project that you've worked on? My favorite. Yeah. I don't you have know. a lot of credits here. I don't know. I have no idea. I have probably fun stories about most of them. About most of them? All right, I can go through and, and name off a few that I recognize. How about that? Um, let's see here. We've got what is dirt? <laughs> Dirt is a it was a Courtney Cox TV show, and it only took over one episode for a woman who was having a baby. But it was so much fun. Really? Because they trotted me out to meet Courtney Cox, and I'm just gonna be honest here. <laughs> During Friends, like the heyday of Friends, I was working at the bar every Thursday night, so I never saw Friends. Like I saw an episode yeah. here or there, but I, I wasn't, never saw Friends either. I, I never. I, I didn't really watch. I didn't, you know, like I knew who everybody was, but I didn't really watch the show. I watched it during the pandemic and it's fucking hilarious. No wonder it was such a hit. It's wonderful. Like I laugh out loud at it all the time. Really? But yeah, it's really, really funny. I feel funny. like it's not my humor. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I love the Three's Company. I love Lucy kind of stuff. That, yeah. Yeah. I like the physical and the just silly. Does yeah. friends have a lot of that? <laughs> it's just, it's just so well written and it's so well acted i think the cast is just it's it's like a comet yeah kind of casting situation but anyway they they bring me out to uh to meet courtney cox and and uh i'm like i know you and she's like oh fuck like what did we bring in here <laughs> and i'm like you danced with springsteen and she just busted up and we just kind of like we're friends from then on oh awesome <laughs> and they invited me to the rap party since i was finishing the season and it was at that bowling alley over on Ventura. Oh, cool. And um, <laughs> that's a really funny story. So I don't know if I can cut this out or not. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't do a lot of cutting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was kind of impromptu last minute that I got invited because I'm like, oh, I'm not really part of the show. I shouldn't be there, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, come, come. So I brought a friend and we went and it was like there was a club or something, a dance hall or something upstairs where the bowling alley is and so i had like two cosmopolitans on an empty stomach <laughs> and and i i was a smoker back then i quit more than 10 years ago but um i went downstairs out front to have a cigarette and courtney was out there having a cigarette and um and we were talking and i said oh my god i was so intimidated by you when i met you and she's like by me i'm nice i said i'm not <laughs> intimidated by ugly dummies like come on <laughs> like she's just awesome yeah and then her husband at the time david okay came outside and he asked where i lived and i told him and he's like this is before ubers or anything he's like can you give somebody a ride home and i'm like oh okay david okay yeah and, yeah you know? and so um my friend and i made him get in the back seat of my car like on top of all these cold 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 call sheets and empty water yeah. bottles and shit right and we're driving him home and and he's telling me where to turn. And I'm like, oh, I have a friend that lives on this street. You know, my friend so-and-so. And he's like, I know so-and-so. And I said, no. So he lives next door to the Arquettes. So basically, I made the other brother, not Alexis and not David, but the other brother whose name I don't remember. No idea. <laughs> yeah. But I made him sit in the back of my car, drove him home. Was he like toasted? <laughs> I don't. He got. He must have Had been because <laughs> he got out of the car and he, I think he kissed my friend. Like I just heard like <laughs> like, and I'm like, what is going on over there? Yeah. But okay, yeah. and um, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it was it was it was fun. It was a fun show, and I just 
have nothing but glowing things to say about Courtney Cox. She's wonderful. What is Pope Dreams? <laughs> oh, Pope Dreams is a little independent film. That, okay. Um, about the Pope? Uh, it's about a kid whose mom is dying of cancer. And I, I, if I remember correctly, she wants to meet the Pope. And he is like tries to make that happen. <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot cooler if it was about the Pope's dreams. Uh, like, like, like it's it's literal sick, sick in the head nightmares. Yeah, yeah, his nightmare dreams. <laughs> What's happening? No, it was a really sweet movie. It was really sweet. But I mean, that was like twenty years ago. How about Ghost Whispers? No, that was no. No, <laughs> was it like an actual? Ghost it was adventure like a, it was a spinoff of that. Um, or it was like I don't know what it was. I only did a few episodes. This is so long ago. It I was know. um, that show with Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was like oh, it was an actual scripted show. Part of that, yeah. Uh, Prison Break. I started watching Prison Break. Yeah, I only, I only like you only helped did out like a little one. bit. Grey's yeah. Anatomy. I feel like everybody in this industry oh has my done God. a couple days of Grey's Anatomy. But I mean, like. I did it back in the glory days. Like I did it when George and Lizzie were still on the show. And oh, really? that's when I fell in love with Sandra. Oh, I'm like, she is the coolest freaking person in the world. Mm. And everybody, you know, I think Catherine Heigl gets a bad rap. I don't know. I don't really know her, but she was really cool with me. And I remember she was standing next to me. We're the only two blondes in the room. And I was like, you stand over there. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> She's so pretty. We can't have these two blondes next to each other. Well, she just really showed me up. I'm like, hey. <laughs> but she laughed. She was cool. Um, I think everybody in this industry has put in some time in drunk history, too. Yeah. That was one of the first union jobs that I worked on, actually. I think as a set dresser. And Jackie, Jackie did like three seasons of that show. Yeah, I did the first season. You did the first season? Any mm-hmm. more than that? No? Yeah? You were, Are you a fan of uh, Derek or any of them? I love Derek. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I did a... Um, um, what, there's like a heavy director. Not a heavy director, but a director over there that does a lot of their episodes. Isn't it Jeremy? I thought... Jeremy, he- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a I did a, a Funny or Die thing with him. Oh, um, yeah the i think i talked a little bit about it on the last podcast episode actually with grant um the uh the donald trump thing with johnny depp (laughs) did you ever see that where johnny depp plays donald trump and it's it's a basically like an uh, hour-long ad for his book coming out oh i feel like i saw like billboards for that or something yeah it was it was like it was like before the pandemic and everything like right before the pandemic ghost girls that's where i met jeremy oh really ghost girls was fucking brilliant it was i'd only played on like yahoo yeah i was like i've never heard of it but it was produced by jack black oh really i call that the year that jack black saved christmas because (laughs) they um i was just it was really lean like was Jack fall. Black there too? Yeah. Well, he he was in an episode. I have good stuff about this. And and he sometimes I would hear somebody like sitting behind me at the village just chuckling, watching the monitors, and it would be him. And I just he is just the coolest freaking guy ever. But there was one day on this show, which like is one of my favorite days in the whole history of working in this business, where everybody went to lunch and people were kind of like stumbling back, you know, slowly trickling in. And we were shooting in this sound stage, sound studio, like an actual studio um, in the valley somewhere that I would never be able to find it again. And um, and it was the three actors came back to set kind of early 
and I was just hanging out. Yeah. Maybe like one or two other people were there. But I had Tenacious D on the guitar. I had <laughs> Dave Grohl on the drums. And I had Val Kilmer singing. What? And they were singing door songs. And it was like me and one other person in the room. And I was just like, I can't believe I'm paid to be here today. It was yeah. so surreal and so amazing. We just saw Jackie and I just watched the Hot Ones, the new Hot Ones episode with Dave Grohl. It <laughs> was the, amazing. Yeah. He's the nicest human being. Like, so nice. Yeah, he seems like it. Just like every wing that they need, be like, let's take a shot. Let's take another shot. Come on. Let's keep taking shots. <laughs> he was drunk history, too, with Jack. They were yeah. both in when I worked on that. You worked on You're the Worst? Which yeah. season? The first. Me, too. I did. I, I was the assistant prop master on there. I was a truck guy. Yeah. Oh. John John Kime, I think, was a prop master on there. And then, uh, yeah, I worked in the truck for him. Um, I... I have like I have like the rap party lunchbox tin thing that they gave everybody. Did you get one of those? No. no? Why didn't you get a rap party gift? <laughs> a rap gift or whatever. I don't know. Um, I liked that show a little bit. They they used to shoot over in Glendale in that stage over there near Glendale off the highway. I don't even know if it's even there anymore. It was like it used to be like a home decor prop house type of thing, like near Atwater. It was a while ago. Are you talking about Riverfront Stages? No, it wasn't Riverfront Stages. It was south of Riverfront. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely down there. I remember because I had never worked there before, and it was like a really weird spot for to put a stage, like right off of San Fernando Road. It was kind of close to... Yeah, isn't that Riverfront Stages? No, it wasn't Riverfront. It was like, because I know Riverfront very well because I shot Glow there. We did a lot of Glow there. Um, so I've been to Riverfront a bunch of times. We shot on this show at Riverfront too. At Horror yeah, Stories. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, bunch of stuff. <laughs> you did James Corden too. Um, I did several things for James Corden. Uh, I did some of the crosswalks. So I mean, again, it's a situation of I can't believe I'm getting paid to be here. With yeah. like him and Lin Manuel Miranda stopping traffic and singing hair songs, or him and Will Smith like stopping traffic and singing like um, uh, Aladdin songs and you know stuff like that. I mean, just brilliant, hilarious, brilliant. And everybody there is like British, so I'm just so happy. Huh? <laughs> you were you did Truth or Dare? Uh, I did like. Did you go to Mexico? Secondary days. Oh, on secondary that. days. Yeah, like I like covered you know here and there. Got you. I'm not quite sure why they gave me a. I should have been a, like you know additional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I most of that. I was playing poker a lot with like most of that cast actually while they were shooting that. <laughs> they're so nice. They yeah, were. I mean, those. I say those kids because they're adults, but yeah, just they were really nice. Yeah, Tyler Posey's my age actually. <laughs> oh my god, he's a buddy of mine. <laughs> really, he's the nicest guy. I did a little short with him for a friend too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a super sweet guy. He's. Uh, we used to play uh, Bill. My. My assistant friend, Bill, yeah. forever, he used to be his roommate for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, up until like probably a year ago. A oh, year wow. Ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Super interesting. Um, it's a small town. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, you want to talk about some TV and movie stuff? Sure. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. So I have a whole soundboard and I keep forgetting <laughs> to like use it for stuff. I have like, hold on. Wow. Yeah. That's the one I got to start using more. Yeah, wow. <gasps> when I have like a wow and woe off. 
Um, speaking of, yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves, we were talking about this movie earlier today, uh, Devil in the White City. That's the book you guys are talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about this. Apparently, Keanu Reeves is supposed to star in a series adaptation about this. I didn't know about this either. Oh, yeah. See, so it says here, the series comes from Castle Rock's Sam mm. Shaw and executive producer Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. So maybe Leo is going to help produce it. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I think it used to be, as I think the the reason I asked if this was still happening, because I heard like when Jackie was saying this like three years ago, or when we were, I I heard about this three years ago, um, that it was going to happen with Leonardo DiCaprio playing H.H. Holmes or whatever. But it's so, so much time has passed that I don't know what it was. Yeah. For years, uh, there have been rumors swirling around about the adaptation um, about the novel Devil in the White City and the long-lasting finale happening. What? (laughs) Um, So it's been ordered to a series with Keanu Reeves at the heart of the story. Oh, it's a series. Yes. So so it's not going to be a movie anymore. It's going to be a series. On what? On HBO or something? Yeah, HBO. I think that's what it was. Or No, Hulu. At Hulu. Ooh, Hulu's yeah. really. Hulu's bumping. They're ordering stuff in. Yeah. Hulu's mostly what we've been watching lately. I've I, I've been watching uh, Sons of Anarchy for the first time ever too. And that's all oh, really? on Hulu too. Yeah. It's it's good. I like it. Um, it must be good. It keeps saying on the air. Yeah. Just, it's like motorcycles. No, no, no. Not for me. So the series will be written by Castle Rock showrunner, um, with Martin Scorsese and Leonardo. Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio joining as executive producers because I think they originally had a script and a main story for it. So, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of names I don't recognize as as producers. Um, News of Reason Volves first emerged in January as Scorsese and DiCaprio's passion project started to move forward in earnest. DiCaprio purchased the rights to it over a decade ago. So he's been trying to make it uh, done in a full-length movie for Paramount. The original film would have been directed by Scorsese uh, with a script penned out by Billy Ray. However, between 2015 and 2019, the project began to evolve into a limited series, which subsequently is picked up by Hulu. Okay. I mean, I'll watch it for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally there. Um, Keanu Reeves, um, he's like, he's like, the, the go-to hot guy right now right is he i don't know well, hasn't I think he so. always been i i mean i've oh, i've always had this uh i actually have a hole on I, I do have a lighter hold on. i have these like candles that that we have to we have to if we talk about any of them for any extended amount of time we got you could tell we talk about keanu reeves a lot <laughs> we can talk about him all night if you want. because it's a little bit dipped in but <laughs> We're talking about them. We have to we have to light the Saint Keanu Saint candle. <laughs> excellent one. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, I've always said that uh, I've I've never looked at Keanu as a, a great actor, but I think he's a very good situational actor for certain roles. He's good, like even in Matrix. Like he's not the best actor, but like him and and roles. And I think like I think his his non acting persona helps him a lot too because mm-hmm. he such seems like such a loving guy in interviews and all that stuff like that oh yeah i mean i think he's probably nicer than mr rogers he's just so nice yeah 
And he's so another one I met at the Dresden and just so humble and just so nice. Yeah, and, and that's that's just what he seems. But uh I mean everything he is in is just like like I was like, oh, he's such a shitty actor. And then John John Wick also came out, and I was just like, well, he's fucking pretty awesome for that role. Like, <laughs> you can't, you almost can't take him too seriously. But for that role, like, I mean, you can't take it seriously when somebody's that good and unkillable in that type of situation either. And I'm gonna watch all the John Wick movies just for the fact of what those movies are, because you just know what they are. You know? Yeah. Um. But I mean, even my own private Idaho. Like, yeah. My love goes long back. Point Break. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Come on, come on. I mean, he wasn't a great actor in that either, but it was perfect. No, for but the I role. mean, <laughs> who cares? You can watch that on silent. That movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely watch that. I mean, Point Break is a classic for sure. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. I mean, it's in all cheesy stuff that you still hear today. Like I hear people be like, "Give me two Utah," you know. Like, yeah, yeah. People quote it every day. Yeah. I can't believe they... Do you know they made a remake of that movie? Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yeah, I, I don't... I can't believe they made a remake of that movie. It's just... They're supposedly making a TV show based on Field of Dreams right now. Yeah, what did I hear about that? That has me very scared. Yeah? Have you heard... How, I just I have, just I, because you need to be so gifted, so beyond wonderful... To remake one of the best movies that I think ever existed. So, Field of Dreams. Let's see. Field of Dreams remake. Are they making like a movie or is this a it's series? It's a series, I believe. I mean, they're remaking everything. I don't think anything's safe anymore. Oh. A, a series adaptation of Field of Dream has been stuck out at, at Pe- Peacock. Okay. The Hollywood Reporter has learned and Mike whatever drama... Kevin Cosner starring baseball. Yeah, we know what that is. Um, it will be in August 2021. Well, that's not right. No, they were shooting it this summer, I think. I saw word of they were shooting it in Iowa, part of it in Iowa, which is where the film where is. Like, I've original. been to the farm. Yeah, so has Jackie has. I haven't, but Jackie worked on, um, she worked on a show for like three months out there. Um, so they like actually shot at the field and oh, all that I didn't stuff. shoot there. I just we went there on a day off from shooting, and I like went to the cornfield and stuff and like, taking pictures like a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. She got to shoot there. Yeah, she got to shoot there and do a lot of the stuff. But yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I what is what has Keanu Reeves been in that he's played a bad guy though? Can you think of anything? Like a murderer. Like, I don't know how much no. evil he has in him, right? I don't know. There has to be something. Like, he's... I mean, I I was about to say, he's a pretty versatile guy, but he's really not. <laughs> it's very... <gasps> <laughs> he is what he is. Speed, uh, Matrix. Yeah, he's... I don't really... He's a hero. He's a hero. Yeah, he's very much a hero. I don't hero. know if audiences would want to see him be a bad guy. I mean, I'm going to watch that for sure. Oh, yeah. I just mean, I think it would be shocking, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely, yeah, there's nothing here. I mean, like, scrolling through. Yeah, he's always the dude. Yeah, it's literally, he's just, he's just the guy. <laughs> or, like, the romantic interest. I mean, like. 
I saw that Lake House movie that was a little. Eh. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a little. If it's too chick flick for me, then it's a little chicky flicky. But Yeah, I agree. Um, in other news, uh, apparently, Jackie just told me this today. I don't know. I, I, I haven't, like, checked up on the research here, but apparently, HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging. Yeah, they are. So here's the HBO Max and Discovery Plus to merge into a single streaming platform start, starting in summer of 2023. Do you have either of these? Um, Am I allowed to say I've been leeching off somebody's HBO, but I just realized that... I think that, everybody is. ...that I have to give that up now because <laughs> they got rid of their direct tv and anyway yeah so yo that's that's <laughs> what happened to me so I, <laughs> I and i was i was actually watching a um what is they oh barry hbo is coming out with new episodes of barry mm-hmm. which I'm, i love that show i think that's such a good show so i was watching um a lot of barry and i think it was on like episode three or something like that and i was leeching off my parents and then they got rid of their cable yeah <laughs> and it's like oh God, now I have to pay for it. No, it's like one of the more expensive ones, too. Is it? I think so. I think it's like 15 bucks or something like that. But it's really good. I feel like HBO. HBO is one of the better ones because yeah. they have the better movies and stuff like that yeah. that usually come yeah. out. But now, like, it's, the thing that sucks about the all these streaming platforms is what you have, like, Paramount Plus now coming out and... Mm-hmm. And or Paramount Plus that just did come out, and then like every I feel like every couple weeks you hear of like a new platform that's going to be dropping. So like they need to have like these mass mergers. Like you need to have a one that's Hulu, HBO, Discovery, ESPN, Disney Plus all in one because that's the only way they're going to start to keep people as a whole. Yeah. Because I mean, we're at the point where we refuse to get HBO Max now because we have too many. And I think we're actually going to start what to drop it. We have Netflix, Hulu, um, we have Peacock, um, we do have Discovery Plus. Uh, we have a lot. I think we're going to drop one. Of, I think we're going to drop Peacock. I think it was the one we yeah. had Apple Plus for a minute. Uh, That's the one that. I don't have, so I didn't get to see the Oscar winner this year. Was the Oscar or the Emmy winner? Or no, the Oscar winner from this year it was uh, an Apple. It was, well, an it, Apple was it was about that that kid who has the deaf family. Oh, really? What the hell is it called? That has the deaf family? Coda? Oh, I didn't right? see that either. Yeah, Maybe, because yeah. it's on the one thing that I don't have access to. And I'm like, what? That's yeah. not fair. We got, the, we got the free trial, which I think was a week. I, I, I got it once, uh, I think, Ted Lasso second season ended, just so we mm. can bust out the two <laughs> seasons of it. And then we canceled it right after. And like, that's, that's a shame. That's a shame. Things should be a little bit cheaper, especially when every price in the world is getting hiked up. Yeah. Because then we would, we're a bunch of suckers, and we would sign up for everything. No, yeah, well, it's, it, the problem right now is that it's, it's it, I mean, getting all this stuff is going to be way more than having cable. Like, you yeah. get, you can only get three of these, then it's, it would have been cheaper to just have cable now and just <laughs> Yeah, but you surf. don't get all that on cable. No, you don't get all that on cable, and that's, I mean, that's the way this is going. They just need to figure out a better way to do it. So, um, the whole combine of HBO, Max, and Discovery Plus greater than its streaming parts um warner bros discovery is going to find out next year i just want to know if they're going to be hiking the price like or since i have discovery plus already will it just 
Will you get grandfathered in? I bet not. I'm sure they're going to find a way to get more money out of you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because you know they're going to, because HBO Max is more expensive. So um, at the end of the day, putting together a contact was the only way. We saw to make a viable business. They told bringing HBO Max and Discovery Plus together is aiming at cutting churns. There's something for everybody in the household. Well, I think there's something for them anyways right now. Yeah, but the problem is that there's so many shows. Like, we are just inundated with stuff to watch. And how do we pick what we want to watch? Because I see this, I see that, I see this, and they're all on different platforms. Yeah. Yep, I don't know. Um, currently, HBO Max is available for $15 a month without ads. And, okay, so it's $10 a month with ads. And Discovery Plus is priced at six ninety nine a month without ads and five dollars a month without ads i mean with that so yeah this is going to be a little bit tough the company previously announced intentions to combine the flagship da, 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 had a closing deal saying initially it would sell their pair as a bundle before integrating them so i have to rebuy them as a bundle is that what it is anything to get more money out of you yeah while remaining on Discovery Plus. Okay, so it sounds like they're going to see separated until they can kind of get them together, and I'm sure they're going to hit an end of the year and just be like, well, that's <laughs> it, everybody. That's it. <laughs> um, okay, so let me see what else I got. Oh, this was the... Yeah, so the Welcome to Dairy. That's I think I meant to talk about this a little while ago. Um, Writer's Room opens up this week, or... This is back in June. So last month, uh, the writer's room opened up for its prequel series, which is just Welcome to Dairy. So that is going to be an actual series that's going to happen. The series will begin in the 1960s in the time leading up to the events of It Part 1, which is the 2017 film based on the Stephen King novel. And and that's going to be on HBO Max, which will also be merged with Discovery Plus. <laughs> <laughs> God, did you, were you are you an It fan? Um, yeah, but sometimes it was a disappointment. Like, like, are we talking about the first? I liked I liked the like newer ones. The eighty nine one. I like I like the newer ones better than the than the the classic actually. <laughs> yeah, well, I I mean. Yeah, I don't want to like badmouth anybody, but Skarsgård did such a good job. Jesus, totally. God, like just twisted and scary. Totally. I mean, Tim Curry did too. Oh, he but... did, but I mean, I just I think Skarsgård scared me a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, they seemed to stay pretty true to the originals too. I loved the first one of the originals, and then the second one was like the big chill with like yeah. all this Temptations music and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And John Boy Walton riding on around on a tricycle and just everybody being silly and yeah. Jack Tripper's in it. And it was just like, what, what is this? Um, yeah. Hello, Georgie. That's bloody yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Can I talk about something a little off topic that What's I that? think is like still one of the scariest things ever? Yeah. And I don't even know if you know this. Did you ever see The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Did you know that James, that was our camera guy last year on American Horror Stories, that he was on that show and he shot that iconic episode that was all like one take, like episode six or whatever? 
I did not. <laughs> do you do you know what I'm talking about? That episode? I think I do. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I that scared the living crap out of me. That started that show. Right. Like beyond. Yeah, I think. Uh, I want to say. Hold on, I want to bring that up real quick. The the whole episode was one take. Is that it? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't. So there was, you know. There but it it's, it's supposed to be one take. And then it's like choreographed. It's just beautiful. It's so impressive. If you work in the film business, you watch this episode and it's just like, oh, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, I think I was watching it with Jackie. So I, I actually didn't catch the, like, I don't think I caught it at all of it. It was more like just jumping in when Jackie was watching it. Oh, you need to revisit this. This is just, it was so. It's really some of the best horror I've seen in years. Interesting. Yeah, I um I'm also not very connected with the uh, with the camera department, so I don't really know who that oh. is very well. Like okay. I, I I don't know most of our camera ops. I I know the DPs really well cuz they're in the meetings. And I think that's right. the only thing. I'm way more connected to people who are in the meetings, like the pre-pro meetings and stuff like that. I was just I was in awe of him because he was the steady cam guy on our show. Yeah. The first season, James. And then um he he wasn't available for the second season, but um. I couldn't even tell you the camera operators on this season. <laughs> I know Hero. That's what I know one because oh, he okay. shares a name with our second second okay. also. <laughs> well, just I mean that he shot that episode. I just wanted to sit at his feet and be like, tell me everything. Um, you know what? A new, something new that came out. Uh, something new that came out that Jackie and I watched because it finally it came on to Disney Plus was Lightyear. See Lightyear or anything? The Buzz oh, Lightyear? No, uh, uh-uh. no. Are you, are you a big Toy Story fan? I've never seen Toy Story. You never seen any Toy Story? No. I know. I know who the people are, and I, of course, I know who the actors are with doing the voices, but no. No. <laughs> so I'm a little old for that. Well, I mean, I don't think you're. I mean, you're just not a big Disney person, then. I mean, I I like Disney. I just I and. You've never been to Disneyland? No. You've never been to any of the Disney parks or anything like that? No. Because You're definitely not a Disney person. It's just the idea of like all those tourists with strollers and fanny packs and screaming kids and paying like $300 just to get in. Like that doesn't sound like the happiest place on earth to me. I mean, in certain situations, you just got to pick your time wisely. We went, we're actually like, that's something that part of France, what we're doing. It's almost like oh, the main really? room going because we've been to. What? We've been to all the Disney worlds in, uh, I mean, all the Disney parks in Florida. We've been to all the ones here, and we've been to the Disney World in Shanghai. Um, and then we're going to the one in France. And part of Japan, we would have gone to the Disney World in Japan, okay, too. Okay, I guess I'm not a there. Disney person. Wow, you shame me. Really. <laughs> well, it's mostly Jackie. The, the Disney parks thing is mostly uh, for Jackie to be able to I mean, to you see. guys are going to France. Don't do what I did when I went to France. I missed everything. Go to Versailles. Do all those Oh, we things. are. We already got tickets for that. Okay. And okay. the catacombs. That's what I want to see. No, I didn't do that either. I just, yeah. I was young and dumb. I want to go down to the catacombs. I've seen, I've seen a, a bunch of horror movies and stuff oh on that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, talk a little bit about Lightyear anyways. Uh, so what this is pretty much, uh, it's the movie that's, the movie that the toy of Buzz Lightyear is based off of. So like Andy and Toy Story gets, he has his Woody toy and he gets his Buzz Lightyear toy. 
and then they see like, oh, Buzz Lightyear. He has all these like quotes and stuff like that. This is like the base for what mm. the toy would have came from. Mm-hmm. Is that that all the kids watch this movie, and then they fall in love with Buzz Lightyear and they want the Buzz Lightyear toy. Sounds like a lot of Happy Meals. It sounds like a lot of Happy Meals, probably. Yeah, it sounds like very smart. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, also Toy Story is like uh, you get the you get your kid audience or whatever, but yeah. you got all oh, you you got people in your forties and your thirties and stuff that oh, will my watch. My father every Toy is Story. obsessed with the Minions. I know. I understand. Your father is. Yeah. That's interesting. He turned eighty yesterday. Why is he obsessed with the Minions? He so he probably did. He did, he, did he watch the new Minions movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his review of it? Does he like? I just he, he just loves all that stuff. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> um, this this we watched it last night, just like laying in bed and stuff like that. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was funny. They have this little like, I mean, what you're you're probably you see the little talking cat in it. Yeah. They I don't want to give away too much, but he's like, he he pretty much they they land on like this deserted planet and they can't figure out uh, how to get back and he has to keep going through and try to reach light speed again so he can get back to um, like Earth or their original planet. And he keeps going through on his mission, and then every time he comes back, four years have progressed on the planet that they're at. So he fails, he comes back, four years have gone by, so everybody else has gotten older and he stayed the same age. Wow, that's kind of like if you have your birthday on like February 29th. Everybody else gets older and you don't. Yeah, kinda. So they're all like aging and he's like determined to like figure it out and keep test riding it. So he just keeps going mission after mission after mission. And the best part about the whole movie is like the first time he comes back, like they've kind of developed like a city and stuff like that. And they have all the technology and stuff that they've developed in the city. So he comes back and they're like, Oh, we got you a gift and it's this little robotic cat that's just like Hello, I'm your helper to make you feel loved and oh. stuff. <laughs> and start, and it's like it's a robot, so it knows like technical stuff, and then it, it can give him like information. Does and he stuff have an like accent that. too? No, he doesn't have oh. an accent. It's like a little British cat. I was like, I'm in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. But I think the cat is like one of the best parts of the whole freaking oh. movie. It's very cute. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um. And then another show that Jackie and I have been watching, and we think this is like one that we're reason into, is called The Resort. Have you heard of that one? Mm-mm. Is Let it scary? Um, it's kind of, it's like a mystery um, um, TV show. But like, I mean, it has some comedic aspects to it. Let me see if there's like, yeah. The, it? Here, I'll show you a little trailer. It's nobody that I can really give, no by name. So, what brings you to Takumari? Vacation from the kids? Oh, no kids. That ship has sailed. It's our 10-year anniversary. Say this, as they will get you everything you need. Oh, even heroin? Sorry? Just joking. That's a bad joke. I'm starting to forget. Just a young couple that goes to Cancun on vacation. No stress, uh-huh. no regrets. Why don't we just see where this leads us? This phone belonged to a kid who went missing down here 15 years ago. It belonged to Sam Wofford. Sam and his mom and his dad and his girlfriend arrived at this resort on Christmas night. But then the next morning, he's gone. Later on, 
This other guest from the resort was also reported missing. Do you want to get out of here? My daughter wanted to spend Christmas here, but she didn't want to spend it with me. We found the boy skateboarding. You ever feel like something from the past is missing from your future? I'm gonna get some answers. Hey! Come back here! But where there aren't any answers. Well, there have to be. Because otherwise, what is the fucking point? That's the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Who is? The girl, the main girl. Really? I think so. She seems really young to be that the mother, isn't she? I don't know. I never saw the end of that series. <laughs> I can't give it a thing. But um, it's a good show. It's about, uh, it's pretty much they go on like a Cancun resort and then she gets into like an ATV accident and falls yeah. and finds like an old phone, which is like the missing piece to like these people that went missing like 15 years earlier or but something riddle like that. But riddle me this, who has a charger for a Razer phone? They, they, so the phone was broken anyway. She pulls a SIM card and goes to an old like oh, okay. phone shop and finds an actual old working Razer with a charger. And then, <laughs> okay. so they, right. they wrote it in. Okay. They, they, I was <laughs> like, mm. they wrote it in. So yeah, they, they that put looks it, awesome. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah. So she starts to try to like backlog cause she thought there was like some, some like, I mean, a bunch of people are like they they won't tell you a lot of what's going on that that knew about the case because mm-hmm. they're very secretive about like the vibe of what's happening and and certain like government not government groups but like rich people in the area that it's like very hush hush so they're trying to figure it out without like giving it up to the police and on their own it's it's really good I mean I didn't think it'd be my type of show but then I sat down for like an episode I was like all right I'm and it's on Peacock. And it's on Peacock. Which I don't have access to. Which, so which, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you're well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, see, we're about to get back into an age where people are just starting to rip and steal things off the internet again because of this. <laughs> like, this is what like it was Napster. like doing. That's what yeah. it was. Like it was, a, it was Napster, then LimeWire. Oh, then, I had LimeWire, Then yeah. BitTorrents and yeah. RipTorrents. Yeah. Um, now I think you just go online and just and look up for stuff or whatever that. Um is there anything that you've seen in theaters or you've been watching that? I really like the Elvis movie, and Baz Luhrmann always makes me mad because I don't like the music he puts on his movies. But I thought it was excellent. The Elvis movie. Mm-hmm. But Who? I've I've been a fan of Austin for a long time. Like I saw him. Don't judge me. I saw him in the uh, Carrie Diaries, and I'm like, that kid is gonna be a freaking star. And I was right. I, don't, he, I didn't even know who that was. Okay. He was in um he was in that the Dead Don't Die, that Jim Jarmusch movie, and he was in the uh uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played Oh, okay. One of the Manson kids. Oh, really? Is he's he... just he's good in everything he does. And he's also just ridiculously handsome. So, you know. But he embodied Elvis. I mean, he did a lot of the singing. And I mean Buzz Lerman's style is just gorgeous. I mean, it's just it's very stylized, but it was just, it was incredible. Who does Tom Hanks play? Uh, his manager. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And he had like all these prosthetics on to make him really fat and stuff. I'm sorry, very big and what, stuff. What part of Elvis's life does this movie take place in? Like, um, Pretty much right before he takes off until... Until his death, pretty mm-hmm. much. 
do they show him dead on the toilet? Is that no? <laughs> I actually, you were talking about my uh, my IMDb earlier, and one of the movies I did was called Headhunter, and it was written and directed by Elvis's stepbrother. Oh, interesting. And he was one of the people who found Elvis hmm. uh, deceased, and he would tell us stories all the time. And I mean, I I think I don't know that the movie ever did really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. It was a fascinating thing to work on and be a part of. But this was just stylized and gorgeous. Yeah, I would totally. definitely recommend this. And I mean, just all the blues. Oh, my God. And, of course, all the Elvis songs. You know what I'm looking more forward to is uh, the Weird Al movie. Really? <laughs> you seen anything about that? No, I worked with him, but I've never seen that. Weird Al? It's yeah. it's Daniel Radcliffe playing Weird Al. Really? And it looks amazing. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just show you a picture. I don't want to play another trailer, but uh, uh, you should definitely check out the trailer on your own. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that amazing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> he needs longer hair, though. I mean, I guess his hair was this long at the time. I don't recall that, but I, I believe you. Because I think Weird Al was like, Weird Al was a producer on the movie and stuff, too. He would know. Oh, yeah. there you go. There's an 80s Weird Al, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It's creepy. I like, uh, what's her name? The girl that did the uh, Pamela and Tommy thing. Like, oh, yeah. Identical. Identical, like, yeah. Really close. It's just the miracle of makeup because some of these people, there's just, I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, You want to play some games? <laughs> okay. Do some stuff. Do you want to do a quoting movie one or do you want to do an actor game or do you want to do like a Rotten Tomatoes type game? I don't know what any of those are. You want to do that? We'll do a Rotten Tomatoes one first, just because it was easy. It's, okay. It's 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 kind of more of a guessing game, you know. Okay. So if you grab a whiteboard, here, grab that one since it's blank, and then here's a marker. Okay. So what we're gonna do is this is called the Rotten Tomatoes game. I kind of ripped this off of Stern a little bit, but uh, uh, we adapted it a little bit. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a random movie generator which we call randomer and we're going to go through five different movies that I'm going to pick one and then you're going to pick one and we're going to and we're going to go back and forth. I'll actually let you pick most of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, we'll just like list them on the side, basically like 1 through 5. Okay. So, from this list, uh pick a movie that you would like to see what the ratings on it are. Can be any of these. Pick any one of those. Any one of those. Okay. And you can say it out loud. So Indiana Jones. Okay, Indiana Jones. And this one is, this one's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Actually, this one might be a better one to do. Oh, is that the one with River Phoenix? No. No, No, this is the one with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, you know I didn't see that one. That's okay. (laughs) And the crystal skull. Okay. Now I will pick one. Um, I will pick the original Men in Black. And then I'll let you pick the next one. Why don't, what are we doing with these movies? Is we're gonna we're basically gonna guess the ratings on them on what the Rotten Tomatoes ratings are. Oh, okay. American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Um, I'm definitely going to go with Cool Runnings. 
did you know? Okay, so that producer I told you, Dawn Seal, she produced City of Angels and Cool Runnings. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Cool Runnings is number four. And then I will let you pick the last one. These are all interesting. Like Lawrence of Arabia, there's no women in it. Um, yeah, that's what, a lot of these are just, these are just great random picks. Very, very random. I will say speed since we're on a can of. Since we're on a yeah. Yeah. I think we just gotta keep. I mean, I gotta pull back the the candle. <laughs> he's right there. Oh, he's still here. Yeah, he's hey. on the table. With yeah, us. good. He hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> yeah. So we can't do him until we're talking about the last one, but it's all okay. Right. So here's how I usually do this: is I usually make like a little chart kind of that way and one section will be the critic rating and mm -hmm. one side will be the audience rating. All right. So you're just going to try to guess what you think the percentage is for each of those are. All right. So I didn't see this, this, this the, Indiana Jones. So I feel like this is. Yeah. But do you fair. know how it was received? No. Of the crystal skull. I'll, I'll give you a little hint. Shia LaBeouf, uh, Nobody likes him. No. Even though yeah. Honey Boy was excellent, excellent. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people say that he ruined the series. So that'll give you a little bit something to go oh. off of. So uh, go ahead and guess. Write in what you, what you guess is the uh A the percentage. Critic. Yes, is the percentage. Okay. And we'll just, we'll do them in order, I think, and then we'll, we'll see. So I'm going to go ahead over to Rotten Tomatoes. I think I flunked this one. That's okay. Are you locked with your scores? I'm sure. locked. Okay, cool. Um, and we'll put in Indiana Jones. Oh, they have an Indiana Jones 5 that's it's being made. Wow. Okay, Crystal Skull. Let's see. What did you get? What did you put for critic score? For critics, I was kind, and I said like 60. You said 60? Yeah. I said 21. I, oh. don't, I don't think it was even. Oh. I think it was probably I think probably the audience horrible. hated it. I put 28 for audience. I put eight. <laughs> Just say, oh. I shot low for this because I, I think people hated it. Oh. So let's see what it actually was. Whoa. This is the Crystal Skull. Holy crap. Critics liked it, I guess. It was 78%. What did you put for I put 60. Damn. So you get a point there. So you didn't flunk. So let's see. You'll give a point to Sherry. And then what did you put for audience? I put 28. Yeah, you get a point there too. Oh. I thought people were hated this way more. All right. Well, you're already killing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're going to do the same thing for Men in Black. So it's the first Men in Black movie. The real Men in Black. The I, real men in black. I love those guys. Like I, do I too. love them both so much. Uh, okay, I'm. All right, I am okay. locked. Okay. All right, what did you put for critic score? I put eighty-three. I put eighty-five. We're ooh, close. We're close. <laughs> ooh, I feel like we're playing the prices right. Yeah, I know. What did you put for audience score? I put ninety-seven. Ninety-one. So oh. we're close. We're both close. This is gonna be a good one. <laughs> he probably won this one. I don't know. We'll see. So, oh, if you get it on the dot, you get two points. By the way. Oh, I didn't get either. Well, critic score is higher than I was expecting. You put eighty-three. You mm -hmm. said. Okay, so I get a point there for eighty-five. The actual critic score is ninety-two percent. 
So we're close. Not too bad. And then um, as for the audience score goes, um, you put 96, right? I put 97. 97, and I put 91. So I get a point there, too. None of us were on the dot, but now we are tied. So, ooh, close game. <laughs> so American Graffiti now. Uh, Everybody loves that. I think so. Um, lock in your answers now. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm locked. Uh, so I'll, I'll just start for this. I just put 95 for both. I just think it was, I don't think it was a full hundred, but I think it was definitely up there. what did you get? Um, I put 81 for critics and 87 for audience. Okay. So not enough to be in the nineties. You don't think? No, no. I feel like it's still a niche kind of film, even though it's wonderful. And I have a funny story about that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was working with uh, Richard Dreyfus, and one day he said to me, he was like, "Oh, you're like the girl in the white T-bird," and I'm like, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> and then I, after he was wrapped and gone, I'm like, "Oh my God, how wonderful! What a nice thing to say to me." Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I was uh, one away from the critic score. You still beat me though. I did beat you on that one for sure. Um, so I got the critic score. Uh, the critic score is ninety-six percent. I put ninety-five. What'd you put for audience? I put 87. You put 87? So you did get a point there, though. Oh, I did? Because I put 95. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you were, you were really close on that one. So it's 84. 84% was the actual it one. It should have been higher. Shame on you, audience. <laughs> um, okay, Cool Runnings. Now this one. Bet you the audience loved it. I've never seen this movie. What? I was in my 20s. I didn't want to watch bobsledding movies. Like mm. So? I guess was a Disney. <laughs> yeah, I know. All these movies hold um, up for all ages. Yeah. Uh, it was a big hit, huh? I think so. I mean, I, I watched it again like earlier this year, and okay. I think it still holds up. Okay. Okay, I'm locked. What did you put for Critic? I put 79. 79? I put 75. I didn't think that they... Critic's probably wasn't as crazy, but I put 87 for Audience. I put 85. Oh, we're close. <laughs> we're we're very close. Let's see what we got. Ooh, what did you put for critic again? I put seventy nine. Put seventy. I put seventy five. So I'm one away. Damn. Just missing that two points. Man. An audience. I put eighty seven. I put eighty five. So you get a point there. <gasps> we are still tied. Still tied. This is it. Come back right to Come the on, Keanu. Okay, we gotta light the candle here. <laughs> Talk about Keanu. Let's see what speed is. Um, okay, let's lock in our answers for speed. Okay. Okay. What did you put for Critic? I said 84. You put 68. <gasps> so we're a little spread here. <laughs> Whoa. I put 73 for Audience. I put 95. I All thought right. Audience loved it. What's not to love about Speed? That's not the right. Oh, there it is. There's two different speeds. There's a lot of different speeds. Holy crap. Okay, yep. I think I'm going to guess that you're going to take this. Uh, what did you put for Critic again? I put 84. Yeah, so it's 94. So my 68 does not hold up. 
Sherry has a point there. And for audience? I put 95. And I put 73. We got to go into a Uh tiebreaker. (laughs) Lightning round. Lightning round. (laughs) That's right. Um, All right. And you got to pick the last one, so I get to pick the new random one. This doesn't happen very often with two people. Let's see here. I'm just going to get the 16 16 movie mix-up and see what we got. All right, let's see what came up. Uh, um, I love Big Fish. Let's see here. You know what? Since Keanu is still lit, let's go with Street Kings. I've never seen that. Me neither. <laughs> I don't, is he in it? Is that that looks like him? I don't think. Keanu Reeves. What it is he, him. What the hell is it? I never know what this movie is. Well, now we know what the, the how many stars it has on uh, Amazon. So. Yeah, what? How come I never heard of this? Hmm. So it's going to be a good just guess for both of us. Um, okay. Man, you, you, you went in quick. All right. What did you put for critic? It was 71. Me too. Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you put for audience? I put 88. I put 85. <laughs> <laughs> it's all come down to the audience. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Street Kings. There's a Street Kings 2. <laughs> There's an Eddie and the Cruisers part too, so you know. Whoa. Oh yeah. Wow. So it's a wash for the first one. What you, you put? For, you I put, put eighty-eight. And I put eighty-five. Yeah, you beat me. So uh, the critic score was thirty-six percent. It was low on this. Then so why does it have so many? That explains why I didn't see it. But why does it have so many stars on Amazon? I don't know. Maybe like maybe it's like one of those movies that just. Straight they to video. Their, yeah, they have their cult following, you know. <laughs> yeah, I worked with <laughs> some A lot of, of people like bad movies as far as uh, hmm. just going. Um, okay, I think we should just do a quick uh, movie in a jar since, you know, you're a writer or whatever. Um, and how this works is we're going to shake up this jar here. Uh, like blow out Keanu. Anyway. Sorry, Keanu. <laughs> Put it back on the show. <laughs> All right. So how this move? How this? We've actually been, we we stopped playing this for a while, but it's been uh, more reoccurring lately. Just I think we've been having more fun with it. So how this works is I'm shaking up this this uh, jar here, and it has some keywords, some genres, some um, just fun different stuff to to. To go off of, and we're we're gonna pull. Do you think we should pull like two or three tabs? What do you think? Do you want to? You want to? We usually do three. Let's do three. Yeah, I'll let you. Three each. No, uh, you can pull two. I pull two. Yeah, and I just pull one. All oh, right. well, I have two there. Sorry. Okay, so I'll let you read one. I'll read one, and you can read the other. <laughs> What'd you pull? <laughs> I pulled pussy. Really? That's oh that's man. Okay. All right. All right. It's some key words, I guess. Uh, I pulled lumberjack. Oh, pussy and chick flick. Hmm. I mean, I was gonna say like some Russ Myers, but no, I don't know. 
Okay. How do we set this one up? So now what we're going to do with, uh, what do we got? We got uh, uh, a pussy lumberjack chick flick. I guess a pussy and chick flick can go hand in hand. <laughs> Everything sounds dirty right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So pussy lumberjack chick flick. So what we're going to do is we're going to take uh, these three things and put them into an elevator pitch essentially so we have to write an impromptu movie that has something to do with all of these three together so this should be fun um so it's going to be a chick flick lumberjack lumberjack so uh, what's a good lumberjack movie you you've seen i think of grizzly adams his pictures on the wall there you're just looking at Grizzly yeah, Adams. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't can't say that I've seen a lumberjack movie. <laughs> okay, I, I I I'm into this. So Grizzly Adams. So we're in Alaska. But he doesn't have a bear. He's got a cat. He's got a cat. <laughs> we can take it that way. We could to- we could totally take it that we way. We could. Okay. I mean, instead of yeah. porn. It's well, it's better than I was gonna do because I was looking at that and was like, oh, it's it's about Grizzly Adams. Uh, teaching his boy on a journey to get pussy but i think oh. the cat one is a better one to go with <laughs> and maybe the neighbors like think that it's really weird how obsessed he is with his cat so then it can kind of go both ways maybe okay no I, I i'm into it so so grizzly adams we're in a settings alaska okay was Lakes he in alaska? alaska um is he in alaska i don't know well our settings is alaska okay, okay. so i would say we're gonna have grizzly adams um he works as a lumberjack in alaska uh he's obsessed with his cat setting up the scene so now we got two of them so uh it has to be a chick flick movie in some way so you have to have some romantic love interest that maybe wants to shape him up yeah like he meets this woman in town and she opens like the new little coffee shop and then the coffee shop is is coffee and kittens or something like that no like the cat (laughs) hates her because she's a dog person oh that's an issue yeah right there's our through line right yeah yeah that's definitely our through yeah (laughs) so there's i mean that's that's your issue there and everything like that but i mean does he like dogs what do you think he likes her but he's loyal to his cat he's loyal to his cat but she hates cats yeah because she's a dog person a lot of dog people hate cats and that makes me a little hostile because i think there should be love for everybody but yeah i mean but then what's redeeming about her if she hates cats. Yeah, we got to make it so it's like a... I mean, She's allergic to cats. If it's a chick flick, it has to be appealing also. She's allergic to cats, and so the cat like shaves itself for her. The cat shaves itself? Well, no, like has it... I don't know. I don't know. The hairless cat. He shaves his cat? No, 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 no. <laughs> that wouldn't be redeeming, I don't think. <laughs> well... That would make you hate her even more. Yeah. Dude, shaving his cat for... for I think I think like I okay I think I think uh I think <laughs> Grizzly no 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 I think Grizzly Adams I don't think it's one cat I think he's like a crazy cat person. Ooh. And yeah. his house smells and she doesn't ever want to go to his house. That's it. You know, well, he smells too because he's Grizzly Adams, you know what I mean? Oh. Well, then he's forget it. There's then there's the chick flick out the door. She leaves with some nice clean guy that works at the <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> he spends the whole movie trying to get with her. And the whole time she's having a romantic comedy with She's like, I don't like facial hair. Just get away from me. Just get away. <laughs> so it's basically him trying to crash 
this romantic comedy. But really, he's just the creepy old man with a whole bunch of cats and and out. Oh, of, so he's like the guy in Home Improvement that's looking over the fence all the time. He's like he's not even really part of the story then. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty heavily part of the story. We just don't know why. Should we do another poll? I feel like this one might have. Sure, we can do one more if you want. I think we. I. I, I mean, I think we had something there, but <laughs> I don't think we're gonna sell that one. I just don't think so. <laughs> Here, I'll do. I'll I'll pull two this time, and then you pull one. Ready? Do I have one? Okay. I think it, I think Grizzly Adams teaching his kid how to get pussy is pretty, that's probably better <laughs> than yeah. It's all right. So that that's the backup project. Uh, I got disaster. Archaeology. Okay. So we're we have we're, a theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working up to something now. Um, a biography. Oh my God! This is all about how you this, got something. This this guy like goes to like figure out like the last days of Pompeii, and he wants to do a biography Ooh. on it, right? I think so. And then there's another volcano or something erupts. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. I think I think you're onto something there, just because I'm about to go to Italy and we are going to oh. visit Pompeii. Oh, so I think really? it's like, yeah. So I think oh it's God. a guy that's just. Uh, I mean. What he's trying to preserve the bodies of Pompeii, you know, because they have all the they have all like the stone That's bodies still, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So they're diving deep in it, and he finds a whole. And like you said, I think the bi- biography he's he's writing a biography on it, but it's about the archaeologists in there and their discovery of even more bodies that's starting to Should we to send him to Egypt instead? Would that be better? I kind of like where we're going with this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like where we're going with this. <laughs> I think it goes up to that and they find like, because you could say find like a deeper, newer tomb or whatever, but I think you could make adventure and we could put treasure in this too. Like yeah. you actually find something open. It's something that's been buried in. And we can get Harrison Ford to come out and do it. And we can get Harrison Ford to come out and do it. And right as they're like starting to unravel and they finally break in, to where all the treasure and stuff is. No, no, this can go back to the whole Goonies thing. We talked about Goonies earlier. Oh, like booby traps? No, but like the mystery and like the treasure down below that, yeah. you know, kids could find it. Oh, that'd be cool. Right? Where the bi- That gets rid of the biography, though, doesn't it? Well, me, I, mean, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So, with the, bi- I mean, that would be the sequel. It's all right. We'll say that mm-hmm. back for the sequel because as the writing the biography, he's writing the biography about how this is happening and everything. So they're finding the treasure and they're finding uh, all the ins and outs of like this secret lost world that Pompeii has covered up. Another Pompeii happens and it recovers it up. Oh yeah. And it, yeah. So another disaster comes in and get it. Sounds like the world now, doesn't it? It kind of does actually. <laughs> so I think that's an easier sell. And you know what? If you want to buy this movie, um, you can go ahead and uh, email us at failinghollywoodpodcast at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> we will tell you that we still have an ending, um, but we, we we don't give that for free. So uh, well, you got to buy this movie pitch before we give you the We might be able ending. to get David Schwimmer to play the archaeologist. That's right. And, and we have a sequel ready with 
that's kind of Goonie-esque also, ready to go. So we would say, go. yeah, we already have a franchise-based deal going <laughs> on. <laughs> so if you want to buy this movie, go ahead and give us a call. We'll give you the we'll give you the ending idea, and then you're going to fall in love with it and give us millions of dollars, and then we're going to make it into this gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous movie. Uh, we're kind of an all-in-one type of thing going on here. So <laughs> so go ahead and, and, and email us there, or you can, you know, DM us on on Twitter or Instagram. All that's failing Hollywood too. Um, thanks for coming in and hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. This is my uh, I'm your cherry. I've never done this before. Yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> uh, next one you come on, hopefully we can have like Bill and Grant or something. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. Maybe yeah. I'll drink a little bit or something. Yeah, too. when they're here, we usually do, and then it gets a little <laughs> bit. It's harder to keep on track with those episodes. <laughs> yeah. These get a lot more fun and dirtier and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I could have gone the dirty way. I just, oh, I, no, was, totally. I was surprised and I'm not approved, but I was surprised. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got more games too. So it's just, it would get a little bit crazy. Um, do you want any people finding you? Do you want to plug anything or mm, anything? No. no? Cool. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, you can find her in the credits of American <laughs> Horror Stories Season 2. That's right. You can find us both there. Uh, you got to kind of hit the little side button to get out of it because otherwise it's going to take you to your next episode or whatever because that's how Hulu works. They don't want to show you the people that work on it. You got to work for it. But we're there. I promise we we're are there. there. <laughs> we are there. Um yeah, so check all that out. You can find us, like I said, on Instagram. And uh, we're also, oh, wait, we have, I, I have a sponsor. We have sponsors. Um, you should go over to official.com, O-H-F-I-S-H-L.com, um, and if you want some pretty dope clothing. Um, it's a clothing brand rooted in hip-hop. There's some just really good fucking high-quality shit, uh, as producer Nick used to say. And it's good fucking high-quality. He's a producer that we used to have. Now I do all the producing and sounding, but but that's what he said about official clothing because he liked the quality and it's it's good stuff. Um, they make hats, t-shirts, all really cool stuff, and takes off your favorite brands. But it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. So go over to o h f i h l s. I just fucked up the whole entire thing. O h f i s h l dot com. That's the one. Use promo code Hollywood during checkout. You'll get twenty five percent off your first purchase. Um, you can also go over to beatstars.com. If you go over to beatstars.com, if you're a rapper or if you make beats, you ever make beats? So you look like somebody that makes beats. Oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, either way, you go over there, um, use promo code Hollywood. You'll get your first month for free, and that's all royalty-free stuff. And you can take some stuff. And you know the the song "Old Town Road" by Lil Nas X. That's what he. That's where he got his stuff from. That's the only only plug I know from BeatStars. But, yeah, go over there. You make some good raps. Uh, we are part of the Inner Circle Podcast Network. It's a whole network of shows, all really, really good buddy of mine's, um, all really, really good shows. There's shows there. My brother's podcast is on there, The Plunge Podcast. That's <laughs> it. It's all about plunging toilets. It's not. It's just It's that. that's... They had there were a bunch of college kids that just started a podcast and now they've been going for four years now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. They they mostly watch TikToks and and have fun with that and, and <laughs> play with people, whatever. But yeah, go, check check that one out. You can check out the Simmons and Moore podcast uh, based out of New Jersey. Um, good stuff there. Um, there's also the Untrained Eye down in Florida. There's shit happens when you party naked. 
He's up in New Hampshire, too. He's got a whole network himself, Team Almy. He's got a couple of different shows there. There's the Hood Diner down in Tucson, Arizona. There is Angry Dad Podcast uh, up in San Francisco. And then there's Us Failing Hollywood. Oh, and Creatures of the Night, if you're into conspiracy theories. Check out Chris uh, Creatures of the Night. There's some good stuff. You watch, you listen to like ghost podcasts, right? Or creepy podcasts I or scary podcasts? I love stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should listen to Creatures of the Night. They, they're... There's pretty funny because when you I just got the notification like when you look up on their on their thing uh or on their their podcast page and like Apple Podcasts you get a notification that says um this stuff might be feeding you inaccurate information and stuff like that and I sent it to them and they're like yeah that's what they want you to think <laughs> <laughs> but they they have some good guests and stuff on like they they interviewed like a flat earther like uh one of the guys that's like in charge of like that like has been leading the charge and flat earth. They let like, people like that speak. They, they like to talk to them to like, uh, they don't believe that necessarily, but they, the show is all about the conspiracy theories. So, okay. yeah. So they got some good stuff over there. So I checked them out. Um, you check out all of those shows at inner circle Um, yeah. Thanks for coming in. Um, and you can, Check us out next week or the week after or whenever I feel like dropping an episode.